This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast, bringing you the top local stories from the KMOX News Team. This is Monday, November 13th. I'm Megan Lynch. A resolution rejecting plans to bring migrants from Chicago to St. Louis will come before the St. Charles County Council tonight. Councilman Joe Brazel is one of the sponsors of the resolution. His main concern is the lack of vetting of these immigrants, but he is also concerned with the long-term housing of these immigrants. What happens after three months? I mean, what what do we do after three months? We just turn loose and say, okay, go back because you're not successful and have a job. Hopefully it'd be successful, but what do we do? I mean, what's the plan? There is no plan. A nonprofit organization, the International Institute, is behind plans to bring these immigrants to St. Louis, but only has plans to provide them housing for three months. Sean Malone, KMOX News. The top man at Bi-State Development believes he has the votes to get the budget for the transit agency approved. Three weeks ago, the St. Louis County Council voted 3-3, putting the agency's budget request of $128 million on hold. Council Chair Mark Harder was against it. Director Talby Roach. I know uh, Councilman Harder very, very well. Um, Talk to him all the time on the phone. As a matter of fact, um, I I believe I'm going to get his vote um, because he asked for a couple concessions, some upgrades, um, and I'm very confident I'm going to get it. The funding runs Metrobus, light rail, and other transportation services. The budget needs two more votes to pass. The United Food and Commercial Workers Union putting a special focus on cannabis workers. The first union in Missouri to successfully organize cannabis workers is in Columbia, Missouri. David Cook, president of 655, tells KMOX Columbia was a huge victory. Where the National Labor Relations Board came in and ruled on our behalf, uh, reinstated a lot of cannabis workers out there gave us a mandatory bargaining order. And from that, that is showing the cannabis industry that if you roll with the UFCW, we will protect you. Starting Monday, 655 was blanketing the entire eastern third of Missouri, all dispensaries and grow facilities with information about UFCW. Now, under federal law, if you are considered an agricultural worker, you do not have the same union rights. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. Illinois schools are seeing more teachers in their classrooms. Advance Illinois released the report. President Robin Stain says the biggest thing the state can do is continue to fund schools. Particularly um, the schools that have been historically inadequately funded. We know that that is one of the single biggest things that districts do when they get new funds. Remember, we are deeply underfunded as a state. Advance Illinois will host a discussion on the report's findings tomorrow morning at the Gateway Convention Center in Collinsville. A bill on Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's desk would lift the ban on some nuclear reactors. The bill's sponsor, State Senator Sue Rezin, says it limits the size. Advanced nuclears are small modular, so 300 megawatts, but it is helpful for the manufacturing plant, say, that needs a high-intensity power, uh, they potentially could look at this kind of technology and build it right on the site of their plant and produce their own power so they're not taking that power off the grid system, which, as we know, already is challenged with reliability issues. The governor vetoed a similar bill last spring because he thought the language would have made it possible for large reactors to be built. The major case squad has been activated after a man was shot to death this morning in Clayton. The Clayton Police Department says at about 525, they responded to the 7500 block of Wydown Boulevard for reports of shots fired. 
Officers found a man with an apparent gunshot wound. The Missouri Highway Patrol confirms to KMOX the Franklin County Sheriff has asked them to investigate an inmate death. Corporal Dallas Thompson says the inmate died while in custody two days ago at the Franklin County Jail. Now the Highway Patrol's Drug and Crime Control Unit will investigate the death. As of now, the patrol and Franklin County Sheriff aren't releasing any other information. From the KMOX business desk, a new bank rate survey reveals nearly 90% of full-time workers want a four-day work week. Sarah Foster, a bank rate analyst, says employees are willing to work longer hours those four days, come into the office more, or even get a new job if it meant they could have a shorter week of work. Uh, Most Americans, most workers are actually kind of weighting uh, work-life balance factors at a, a quality that's important to their employment moving forward just as much as higher pay. Foster says there needs to be more research done on it to determine if a four-day work week really could be the new norm. You're listening to Total Information PM. I'm Megan Lynch and for Michael Calhoun. Illinois schools say they're making progress when it comes to staffing teachers for classrooms. Superintendents from Collinsville and Bethalto districts will meet Tuesday morning to talk about what's next. President of the Bipartisan Education Policy Group Advance Illinois, Robin Staines, spent time talking with me today about the successes and the challenges they see in addressing the ongoing teacher shortage. I think sometimes when we read the headlines, we think it's just all gloom and doom, and there's really a few bright spots. One, as a state in general, we have increased the number of teachers in our schools significantly. It's up by over 16% in the last couple of years. Um, And that is relatively widespread around the state and is obviously terrific news because we have been really understaffed. And so that means that student-teacher ratios are improving. Um, And we, in fact, Illinois showed some of the best gains in lowering student-teacher ratios in the country, mostly driven by increased FT, but I will, it's it's worth noting, part of that is also driven by the fact that we've been losing some enrollment, um, including that that was accelerated by the pandemic. Now, it's my understanding that there still are plenty of issues out there that um, are keeping us from maybe being, being, having a full workforce in our schools. So what are some of those issues? So there are a few. One, I will say our overall teacher vacancy rate across the state is 2.6%. And uh, that's not a horrible rate, but it's obviously significant for a couple of reasons. One, it's just too high, period. That's thousands of teachers and that's thousands of classrooms with many, you know, multiples of children that are not getting, you know, a well-trained, you know, consistent teacher at the front of the classroom. But two, it's important because even though that overall number isn't, Um, as bad as I think people fear or as it is in some other states, it's not evenly spread out across the state. Rural areas, urban areas tend to have higher vacancy rates. East St. Louis, for example, I think their vacancy rate is over 6%. So it's over twice what the state average is. Um, It's also not evenly distributed by types of position. We've got much more significant uh, vacancies in special education and in bilingual instruction. And when you consider the fastest growing student population are are, our Latinx students, that should be of concern. So the special education teacher vacancy rates double what the state is, it's 5%, and bilingual is just a little bit less than that. And then finally, and I think most tragically, students who are in high vacancy districts are not evenly distributed. So you have a much more significant percent of low-income students 
um, are nearly three times as likely as non-low-income students to be in a district with 5% vacancy rates or higher, and Black and Latinx students much more likely to be um, in high vacancy districts than their white counterparts. So that should worry us as well. What's the biggest challenge? Is it recruiting new teachers or retaining the teachers that we have? That's a great question. We actually, one of the things that the report looks at is the whole um, spectrum. And we've got challenges. We could do better in all of it. And in fact, if you really ultimately want to be sure that we've got effective, prepared teachers in every classroom, just no matter what type of teaching position, no matter what region, you have to do all of that better. We have to do a better job at recruiting. We have to do a better job at preparing. The the biggest turnover is those first few years. Often that's because teachers don't feel that they are well-equipped to be successful. Nobody wants to stay in the job. They don't feel that they're doing well. Um, And then we need to do a better job of some of that mentoring and induction and sort of longer-term opportunities. Um, And then compensation can be an issue as well. Um, We have to be better at all of it, as close to simultaneously as possible. There isn't just a, if we just do this one thing better, it's all solved. We've really got to think of it as a pipeline, address it as a pipeline, and keep working on it as a pipeline. That's Robin Staines, president of Advance Illinois. She adds teacher attendance has dropped. She says that's another warning sign that the culture and climate in districts needs to be more supportive. You've been listening to the St. Louis All Local podcast produced in the KMOX Odyssey St. Louis studios. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your favorite podcasts.